Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Oh, welcome back to Wildcast Studios for another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats, as always, Fennishners. I am your host, Adam Lund, and of course, I am joined by Mimer, uh, Vogue, uh, I'm not really sure what he's doing, but I'm joined by your favorite co-hoster and mine, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. What the hell was that? No idea. Grooving along to it? I like it. No idea. How are you, buddy? I forgot the camera was rolling. So. Outtakes it is. How are you doing? (laughs) Well, uh, doing well. Uh, Chilly mornings now. Oh, minus one. Yeah. Uh, People are making fun of me today. One guy was like, "Uh, Adam, uh, you're wearing your winter coat. I (laughs) I was like, bro. I've been wearing my winter coat for about three weeks. Uh, uh, you can take the yep. uh, boy out of the Alberta, but you can't take the Alberta out of the boy. And September 4th, I'm always cold. Um, early month into September, I've got the winter coat on. See, I'm not there yet. Right. Uh, but I did wear a coat today. Yeah. It was a springish coat. I also had a hoodie on. So I was, I was okay. But, uh, man, having to uh, warm the car up on... Uh, on one of the the week, the first week of October, ooh, that doesn't spell good uh, news for no. the next six months. And it could be uh, minus one this morning, frost warning, warming up the car, mm-hmm. and after Thanksgiving, it's plus eighteen for two two and a half weeks, and yeah. we're in shorts again. Yeah, I mean it's we've which always, I'm okay with. I'm okay with. I am also okay. I love showing off my legs. Uh, makes one of us, but. They always say, you know, if you want to know what the weather's like in the Maritimes, just wait 15 minutes, and it's true because yeah. 7 o'clock I was outside with, uh, you know, a hoodie and a jacket and sweatpants and wool socks, and by 2 o'clock in the afternoon I was outside with, uh, <laughs> you know, a long sleeve, you know, pretty thin long sleeve yeah. shirt, and so the afternoons look good, just the mornings are a little chilly. Yeah, which and that's the worst part is you got to get up and get uh, the little one off school, right? Yeah. And then you come home, warm up, have some soup. Yeah. Speaking of soup. Speaking of soup. Uh, shout out to the uh, Carabas there. That was uh, outside at the, uh, the home opener on, yep. on Sunday, passing out some free uh, chicken Sicilian soup. Uh, thank you also for providing me with the bag, the only bag without a spoon. <laughs> Um, that was so pretty I funny. I did have to drink yeah. my soup. Yeah. Um, Layla enjoyed that. I actually was, thought that when they were walking around, they were given like soup. Uh, kits to yes. go home with so yeah. i'm like well jokes on them you can't take anything into the avenue center so mm. how are they and then you grab it and it's an actual bag of yeah. soup so good on that's that's smart marketing there to see all those people standing outside and yeah, we'll get yeah. into why we were standing outside yes um to come out and give soup and whatnot i, agree. Uh, I think they were giving away coupons i didn't we didn't get any of those but we'll take see. coupons if you uh, yeah. if you happen to be listening yeah we'll take coupons um uh, Chicken Brian at uh, Carabas is. Uh, we haven't eaten there yet. Delicious. Yeah. Delicioso, since it's an Italian restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we might have to. We haven't gone. She's gone there. Uh, Layla's gone there. I haven't gone. She went with one of her friends. Had the calamari, the mm. wings. <sighs> yeah. Did you just say the chicken Brian? Chicken Brian. Yeah, that's, I think, what she had too. Yeah. yeah. Delicious. Incredible. Yeah. So good. And then you go check out a hockey game. It's an absolutely yeah. wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I do like the commercial that they have in the Avenir Center because we love commercials during hockey games. But if you're making a commercial for the hockey game, mm-hmm. maybe put some people in Wildcat stuff. Like, yeah, I know, I know, I know it's idea. not a restaurant. Like I know it's a nice restaurant you dress up for, but 
you're kind of right there. Maybe mm-hmm. for normal TV, you have your nice commercial. For the hockey game, you've got your, hey, come and have a pregame snack. And instead of being ripped off at the or paying a lot of money in the Revenue Center for food. You know? Also, suggestion, Carabas, if there's a Sunday afternoon game at 4 o'clock, don't have happy hour from 4 to 6. <laughs> have happy hour from like 2 to 4. Yeah. I mean, you probably get a lot more traffic yeah. in that way, especially yeah. my wife who likes to drink on Sunday afternoons. And empty my bank account at the Avenir Center at the bar. Um, being able to bring her to a restaurant right across the way for cheaper beverages. Marketing. Marketing. Absolutely. Revenue. Um, you're not caught up on a lot of shows. No, I'm um, so behind right now. So I'm not going to give away what happened on Amazing Race. I'm just going to give away the theory on the very first episode because kind of started watching it now because of doing the show with you. And uh, I thought it was one of the cooler ideas. It was a random so they started with everybody. Um, they had three places they had to go, so A, B, and C. And normally they go through A, they go through B, they go through C, and then you finish. You kind of know where you're standing depending how many times you get lost. Mm-hmm. Well, this time it was a random. So people ripped their cards, and they got all three clues at the same time, and they could go A, B, C to the end. They could go C, A, B. They could go B, A, C. They, it didn't matter what order you went. Hmm. You go in what order. I think that's one of the cooler ideas that they've had because, A, you don't know which way other teams are going, so you really have no idea um, what place you're in. I thought that, like, hmm. I don't know if they should do that all the time, but I thought that was a really cool wrinkle after, what, 34 seasons, I think this is for... Yeah, they've been around for a while. American, yeah, the 34th season, 386, almost as long as us. 386 episodes. I I love the I love the yeah. Amazing Race. I've you know I haven't really got into the American one recently, but mm-hmm. um, you know the fact that Amazing Race Canada just ended and then they they started back up, it kind of makes me want to. Did into American it. did Amazing Race Canada ever go outside of Canada, or do they always stay in Canada? Because uh, I figured they I'm, stayed I in because they, of COVID yeah, this year. I, but. I, something tells me they. I remember them being in. So I want I want to say China. Okay. I want to say they've been in China before. Um obviously pre-COVID. Uh-huh. Um but yes, I'm going to say yes. Uh, I'm I'm having flashbacks to them being in China and so I'm going to have to say yes. Maybe not okay. so China, Hong Shanghai. Shanghai. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Shanghai, they've been there before. I know that. And I also believe they've been in Hong Kong. Okay. So, uh yes to your question. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So <laughs> last year was just a uh, an arabic rabbit nope i don't remember the word it was in my head and as soon as i messed it up uh it was just an off year because of covid probably they stayed in in the province show, or in the country. show off the rest of the country i yeah. guess you know it's travel and tourism because that's if there's any industry that needs uh people uh to have faith in again it's the tourism industry so hundred you know percent uh but i know the show that you are caught up and people are waiting to hear about Mass Singer. Yes. Um, we could not have been more off. Unbelievable. On the Hummingbird. Um, now, technically, you did say, watch it be some random boy band. Mm-hmm. It was a random boy band. It was Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. The only thing I can think of for the Super Bowl rings is they're from, I, I think he's from Tampa. So I could do it. That's. I'm going to click on the old Wikipedia, and he's from Orlando, Florida. So that's pretty close to Tampa. Um, that's the only thing I can go with. Um, we did get two more. It was Vegas Knights. Um, Panther, 
a lot of basketball clues, uh, a lot of Japan references, um, anime references in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, the clue on that one? Yeah. Yeah, that it's a was tall, a clue. It's a, it's a tall character, right? It was a tall character. Um, and I had Jeremy Lin, the basketball player. Okay. Lin Sanity. Yeah. Like, people thought, I was, I'm pretty sure that people thought he was dead. Again. <laughs> what? Well, that was one of the clues. People thought I was gone. Uh, people, like, there was a death hoax on him. Oh, that's right. right? Yep. yep. So, I was I was way off on that one. Yeah. And then uh, Pirate, which I <laughs> play on Pirate. Um, puppet, Dummies, I... I went with the. There's two ventriloquists. I, I knew can, this one up. You can kind of tell, and when he said Vegas, and I was like, "That's got to be Terry Vader. He owns Vegas. He's always yeah, got a show in Vegas." It, that's it was either him or, or Dunham. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Dunham. Yeah, uh, and I knew Jeff Dunham right off the bat. And I said, to, "I said when he come out as the ventriloquist, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's Jeff Dunham.'" And then the clue about Vegas, and I'm like, "Well, Jeff Dunham's more touring the country." Mm-hmm. Um, so I went with Terry Fader, which I said to you. Uh, so I had one. I was I had a fifty percent flip a coin, fifty percent shot. Did you have a guess on uh, Panther? No, no, I can't figure it out. Um, well, they 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 got, they got revealed. Yeah. Oh, then I missed it. Then. Yeah. <laughs> I felt uh, 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 asleep. Yeah. Must have. Yeah. It was uh, it was Montel Jordan. Montel Jordan. This is how we do it. it. Which was pretty funny because everybody usually sings the song they got eliminated on or whatever. Yeah. He sang this is how we do it. Montel Jordan. Yeah, I missed missed that one. Yeah. So Hart moves on again. Um, I think. Yeah, I missed that one. uh, Her clue was Night Night CD. They didn't show a lot of clues. It was a Night Night CD. um, And she collaborated with... um, Slushinger. Okay. Uh, and yep. there was uh, something else. Oh, Night Night, I went Dream uh, Dream Girls. I went Jennifer Hudson. That's what I'm going to guess. Interesting. Okay. I, I'm going to go away from it. Why am I going to go? Did I? Did you watch it? Did I completely miss his episode? I think maybe I did. Because <laughs> Montel Jordan, I, I, I remember seeing... Jeff Dunham. Because Jeff Dunham was eliminated. And then uh, Panther and Harp sang a battle royale Okay, near the end. And then the vote from the cast was who they wanted to go on to the next round. And they picked uh, they picked Harp right now, who's got two wins as she gets into round three against. Man, maybe I just saw the uh, something on my on my Twitter pop up because this is not. <laughs> nope. Yeah, because I remember texting you or messaging you and you were, were messaging back. Interesting. No, I might. Maybe I just saw something on Twitter because that. Yeah, I don't remember. All right. E- ever seeing a Montel Jordan reveal? And so, that would be one you'd remember. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Well, scratch that. I'm not caught up. <laughs> so now I'm even more behind on my shows. Well, uh, but I guess you are now, caught up now. Now I am caught up. And yep. tonight it's fortune teller, okay. harp, and mummies. 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 Plural. Yeah. Mummies. Okay. Yep. So this could be a little bit of a group. Okay. So we'll have to see. Uh, have to see next week. Um, but yeah, that's it for me catching Jeremy up on, uh, reality TV shows, but yeah. I'm still trying to watch the morning show on Apple TV. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, very good show. So good. Eh? Uh, and that's kind of my thing right now. Yeah. Morning. Uh, I'm watching the rookie. I'm watching nine one one. I'm watching the morning show. And if it's not those three shows, the blue Jays. So, and now they get into the playoffs, 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 playoffs. Um, that's, yeah, there's going to be a lot more, uh, late nights and 
early mornings because yeah. I've you know I I know hockey's starting up soon. I won't be into hockey until baseball's over, and <laughs> I haven't even watched much NFL because the Blue Jays are still on. Yeah. So I'm uh, yeah, things are th- there's that's basically the three things that I'm religiously watching on TV these days. Yeah, I'm uh, I will cha- exchange out. Uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. We finished Dope Sick. Um, and then obviously football. Not really a baseball guy, but I will start to watch the playoffs as um, playoff baseball is just so much better than regular mm-hmm. season baseball. Mm-hmm. So, um, But, yeah, that's it for our uh, reality TV part of the show. Uh, don't forget, as always, you can subscribe on our social medias, Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram Wildcast Podcast with our newest follower, the Moncton Wildcats. A little oh. bit of a shock. A little bit of a shock. Thank you for that. Uh, TikTok Wildcast Podcast, which I got recognized yesterday for that for actual TikTok. Usually we get recognized for the show. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Ken Reed, um, or Ken Shea, not Ken Reed. I wish I was talking to Ken Reed. Ken Shea, uh, after the first intermission, and these three kids came up, and they're like, are you the, the Wildcast Podcast guy? Yes, I am one of them. Yep. I love your TikTok. <laughs> Those are so awesome. And then he goes away. I was like... Head's getting bigger, honey. Oh, Head's Jesus. getting bigger. Yeah. So, uh, again, follow us on TikTok, and now you can like and subscribe on the YouTube. No quick question. Let's get into some news and notes around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. Well, just like last week, players are starting to fil- filter back into the uh, queue teams, uh, CHL teams, really. Um, and Zach LaRue was sent back to... Halifax from Nashville, but he is out indefinitely with an upper body injury. So they got the W. They got the overtime W, but that does hurt them just a little bit on the depth wise. He will be back eventually. Um, who knows how long? But that does uh, that does hurt uh, Halifax a little bit. Very, yeah, helps. Uh, not helps us, but doesn't yeah. help them. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I. I I don't want to say it was a jinx towards him. I said he'd make the Predators, but and how badly would affect Halifax. But mm-hmm. here he is, he gets injured, and it's going to badly affect Halifax. But you know they they've still got a really good group of forwards out there that um, that they can still put together some wins. And I fully expect him to still you know win games without him in the lineup. And without him in the lineup, he doesn't get suspended. Yeah, <laughs> and take penalties. Yeah, so uh, maybe they're going to be better. A uh, more disciplined team without uh, without him in the lineup for an indefinite amount of time. Yep. Uh, Hurricane uh, Fiona still affects uh, being felt in uh, on the island uh, in Sydney uh, as it's canceled another game. They already had the Victoriaville matchup canceled, postponed. Sorry, uh, which I mean, Jesus, that's that's not like a Halifax a Moncton game where you can just make that up down the road. That's Victor's going to have to play almost four and five nights at some point to. And it's not even a quick trip if they're coming here through, you know, Cape Breton, Moncton, and St. John, and then have to go up to up to Sydney. That's yeah. going to be a tough jaunt to make that one up. They're going to have to do some uh, maybe a flight, yeah. um, see if the teams will split on the travel costs or if the league will pay up the travel costs, whatever. But, uh, yeah, there's that's going to be tough to fit into the schedule. Um, do they come here? at all like when's when's victoriaville like first of all why is victoriaville going to cape Breton so early in the season do they have a game in halifax as well or anywhere else or was it just a random game in cape Breton? that's what i want to know because i don't remember them ever that seems awfully early 
because it just doesn't seem like uh, like let's get Victoriaville's schedule up here and and do they have any other games? Um, cause I'm I'm drawing a blank here, but I don't know. Did they? I don't remember Halifax postponing a game against Victoriaville. No, because our Victoriaville game was uh, December third. December third. Okay. So on the Victoria schedule. Yeah, let's go, like, why were they just randomly going to? Okay, they did. Drummerville, uh... Quebec, Victoriaville, Halifax, St. John. Okay. So they were supposed to be here. Okay. So why didn't they go to St. John? Oh, they're going to St. John. Yeah, they're going to St. John. Oh, okay. This weekend. Oh. So maybe that's why it got canceled ahead of time. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. So and then they come back. Yeah, they're gonna have to fit it in on that uh, that trip to Moncton and Bathurst, December second, because that we were supposed to play Cape Breton on the Friday mm-hmm. or on the Sunday, December fourth, which was likely gonna be the Skate with the Cats game because it was the final Sunday game mm-hmm. before Christmas at four. Well, now that game got moved to t- to the Friday, December second. So, but uh, you're probably gonna fit Victoriaville into that game then. Yeah. So you're probably looking at December fourth. Um, because Victoriaville is at home on November 26th, uh, Charlottetown on the 2nd, Moncton on the 3rd, Bathurst on the 4th. And then they're, oh wow. And then they're home on the 7th, so. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. But they're going to, they're going to have to find a time, you know, even if it's during the, uh, not during the break, but, uh, yeah, that's tough. I don't even know what they're going to do with that one. Yeah, they're gonna have to find figure. So they're they're gonna have to fly because they're no gonna way. have to. Because like, and that's the thing. I was thinking about that when I was making the show doc. I was like, you know, it's not the greatest venue, but I mean, Cape Breton could probably play in the Coliseum, right? Like, we have a Q size venue. They could play somewhere in near the Halifax area for I power. Mean, they right? could if they want to make it easier on instead of one instead of Victoriaville flying. You know, maybe they do a neutral site. You know, meet yep. somewhere's halfway. Yep. Um, like a Ramuski? Well, not even that. I mean, halfway. Cape Breton to, you know, Victoriaville to Cape Breton is probably, I would say, 12, 15, 12 to 15 hours on, on, the, on a drive. Um, you want to meet halfway, you're probably looking at... But then you got to find out how the schedule is. Fredericton? Yeah, you're looking about 13 hours. So you want to play a game in Fredericton? Fredericton. You know, like that's your, that, that's probably your halfway point, right? Yeah. Um, so you play a neutral site in Fredericton, and, you know, that's instead of, the, the, you know, one team flying and flying back, you save the cost and just have a neutral neutral game. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be a tough one to, to figure out for sure. Just trying to see. Um, the other set of news there, um, yeah, they had the game against uh, the Victor game and then the September 28th game uh, canceled. They will play that on November 8th. Just trying to see if uh, Cape Breton's even around. Because you don't want to go four games and four nights for these teams. Like, that's that's a lot. I'm just trying to see what Cape Breton's schedule is in and around. Not that we're trying to be schedule makers, mm-hmm. but... You know, we play doctors on here. We play all kinds of things. Um, so Cape Breton is. So yeah, you could probably do a four and five night. I mean, Cape Breton's here on the second, here on uh, in Charlottetown on the third, and then they don't play again till the eighth. So Victoriaville plays on the fourth, and they're at home on the seventh. So mm-hmm. that's kind of tight if you wanted to squeeze that in on the sixth, 
at a neutral site and then whatever. But that's the only thing I can think of. You know, it's instead of because getting Victoriaville here to Cape Breton is going to be tough with their schedule. So you've got to find a way to fit it in. And so you're either A, they're going to fly, or B, they're going to have to play it at a neutral site because there's just no other time during the schedule. Unless doesn't each team get an off week or something like that? I don't know. But um, yeah, you get that Christmas break. There's Christmas week, break, and then there's but you can't play a game during Christmas no. break. Is that I don't March? Know. Not our problem to solve. No, absolutely. So that's and uh, of course the worst part about it is is Victoriaville's schedule is perfect that they play in Bathurst and then they can just head up to Campbellton yep. and go home. So to have them come back, like I said, we play a lot of things on here, but schedule makers, uh, no. schedule makers is not our. We're podcast hosts, hosts that have. The most shitty opinions sometimes, and the one thing we're not is schedule makers. No, no. So let's and, leave that to the experts. And being a commission of a fantasy football team is nothing like being a schedule maker for any real sport. Um, but just trying to make schedules happen. No, I I just tried to flip it so we played rivalries in week eight in our fantasy league. Trying to make that schedule work where you're playing everybody at different times. No, thank you. So um, let's just be also kind of glad that we're canceling games because of weather. Obviously, it was something that we hope everyone gets back on their feet and not other reasons we've had to cancel games for the past two and a half years. So like another global pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knock on wood. We'll take uh, we'll take a cancel game for a bit of weather um, before we do anything else. The QMJHL team of the week. Uh, Jonathan Fauchon for Blaineville. Two games played, four goals, two assists. Justin Gill from Sherbrooke, two games, four goals, one assist. Uh, Maxime Massé from Chicoutimi, two games, three goals, one assist. Uh, Mikel Diot from Drummondville, two games, one goal, one assist. Zachary Cardinal from Blaineville, two goals, two games, zero goals, three assists. And a goaltender we're going to face this weekend, Riley Mercer from Drummondville goes 2 0, 9 5, 7 save percentage and a 1.5 goals against average. And your player of the week is Jonathan Fauchon from Blaineville. Four goals, two assists uh, in two games this weekend. Now, I like the idea that we're going to do our own team of the week. Yeah, that's right. Um, we're going to take that on. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to create my own team of the week. Uh, and it's not just going to be based on stats. Oh, okay. It's going to be based on uh, a few more things. So. Uh, it could be uh, community work. It could be oh, uh, I don't know, uh, social media presence. Okay. It could be a player that's hyped up by our friend Andrew Barrington. Uh, like he, he said, Jonathan Foshan was going to have a breakout year. Well, so far, Mr. Barrington, you're on the track on that one. Um, so we will uh, see what the uh, Wildcast podcast team of the week Looks like next week. So tune in for that, the first edition of that one. And if you're in our business and you would like to subscribe and uh, promote your products to the Wildcast Podcast Team of the Week, hit us up on our DMs. Let us know. We are available for all types of uh, whatever you want to do. <laughs> all right, let's get into the weekly rewind. Weekly rewind. Now, this Wildcast Team of the Week is going to be different than the Stick Tap of the Week, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, a little different content. Okay, perfect. All right, the weekend split for the Wildcats brings the uh, record, obviously, to 1-1 one one for two points uh, as they increase uh, increase their record to 3-0 and in Memorial Cup banner-raising nights. 
as they get a 4-1 victory over the Sea Dogs in St. John. Um, I was up there for that one. That um, I thought the Wildcats played really well in the first period. They they were able to kind of be a road team, all the hype in the building. Nice ceremony, too. It wasn't too long. I did enjoy the Goldberg music. Um, I enjoyed the walk-in of the trophy. Like our friend uh, Jamie Tozer, Liam Welsh was there with the trophy. Didn't play a game for big, the Sea Big impact player. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, Nick Blagden, obviously hometown guy, gets to carry it in. Uh, but I, I did kind of chuckle at the uh, the Goldberg music for the intro. Uh, but, yeah, they get a 4-1 victory. Um, Loshing three-point night. Uh, LaBelle, you're, you're, our top players were our top players in this one. Um, I thought Filion played very well. Um he was composed all night, made uh, a few breakaway saves to kind of keep the game close. Um, the only goal that he got in that got by him was a, a rebound that went off his pad and right to Cole Burge's stick, like mm-hmm. a, an inch or two the other way. Probably doesn't get in the net. Uh, but this one, our stars were our stars early on and uh, carried us to a 4-1 victory. Yeah, you said it. Uh, the stars were the stars, and uh, these are the ones that need – these are the guys that need to need to contribute. And uh, you got uh, you know you got points from your top line, you got points from your second line, you got points from your de- from your defenseman. Uh, that's what you need. You got solid goaltending. If you're going to win, that's how you win. And uh, you know it was uh, it was nice to see you know even Moran got a couple points in the, in his in his uh, season debut. Uh, you know it's so far he, he's looking like he's not uh, the uh, Sportsnet rankings or the Craig Button rankings aren't uh, aren't a jinx. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's uh, let's hope that uh, that continues. Loshing, you know, I said he's probably going to have a pretty good year because uh, of all the 32 teams that passed on him in the NHL, and this shows that he's uh, you know he's he's playing some of his best hockey right now, and hopefully again, hopefully he keeps up. Yeah, and um, you know, first of all, shout out to St. John's social media uh, and. Kim, uh, Communications person, Gabrielle Schofield, allowing us to get uh, press passes to be up in the booth for that one. Um, Layla and I were able to go to that one up there. A lot of, uh, how do I rate the the booth up there? A lot of, oh boy, this is going to be a long year. And, I mean, they were without Herdebees. They were without, um, I can't even remember who they were out. Herdebees was a big one. Shingaroff, I thought he played well. Um, but, I mean, Moncton outshot him 35-29. They kept coming. Um, Moncton didn't get into the type of game they got into Sunday that we'll get into in just a little bit, but they did have a few turnovers. It was you could tell it was the first one. Mm. Um, they have Herdebees, Laforge, uh, Richard, Tomas, Sherbia, Sherbert, Sherbia, I think, Sherbert, Sherbert, whatever it was. So they they had a lot of injuries. I mean, Herdebees was probably the biggest one, um, for St. John, but Moncton looked kind of sloppy at times mm. um but they got away with it because they were playing st john and you know st john still is a pretty good top six yeah but we shut like they were they were shut out yeah and that's that had to be a key to victory was you know let's let's uh, let's keep you know the reynolds and the burns and the mcdonald's in check yep. here and if you can do that you're going to be successful and they they did that Right, so that's that was clearly, I think, the game plan is, you know, yeah, they lost a lot of pieces in the off season, but they've also got, you know, Reynolds, who's probably gonna, 
fetch a, a pot of gold at the trading yeah. period. Burns, they might get all their picks back. And, and Burns, who's probably going to be, you know, highly coveted. Yep. Because, uh, you know, he's Brady Burns. He scores and he shoots and he, you know, he's an electric hockey player. And, and so to keep those guys in off the scoreboard were, that was huge. Mm-hmm. I did not expect that at all. I, I expected their top six to get at least a couple points. But uh, for, you know, so good on the good on the Wildcats defense to, uh, you know, yes, there were turnovers, but uh, also recover from mm-hmm. those turnovers and, and get the saves they needed. You know, we'll probably roll into the home opening here shortly, but, you know, can't say the same for what happened less than 24 hours after that game. But, uh, no, they did a really good job controlling, uh, you know, the, those, the, the guys that came back from uh, to St. John. And they... All, the the thing I always look at faceoff wins. And Moncton had forty five. St. John had twenty five. So you, you you generally win the faceoff battle. You're going to control the puck a lot. Um, they did. They got a four one victory. We get into 25, 24 hours later, less than twenty four hours later. Uh, the home opener. Uh, before we get into the game, I I loved the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. I loved the tailgating. It was a nice day out. Uh, it was a little windy, which made it a little cold. But I, I love the tailgate thing. I love the walking the players right off the bus, uh, red carpet, um, the intro with the silks. Uh, I Speaking of the intros, yeah. did you notice any omissions and additions? Uh, I did. Yeah. I did notice one omission and one addition. Mm-hmm. Want to yeah. get into that? We can if you'd like. Because, I mean, why not? It's pretty big. Pretty big omission. Um, the well, healthy scratched. Yeah, Nick Pavin. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, the addition of uh, Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews. Yeah, yeah. which Who we like uh, just kind of like Dave Matthews, and he runs out on the ice. <laughs> he's uh, you know, there's not. It's not every day you get to have a player by the name of Dave Matthews in your in your lineup. So you know you. you these people are probably going to not get the joke, but you know, if you get it, maybe the next at the next hockey game, just crash into me. You know, yeah. it's telling <laughs> <laughs> oh, your your inner Mavs there. Mavs, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pavin was a, a healthy scratch. There's a few reports out there for different things, and um, let's just wait and see. I guess. Yep. I don't want to speculate on you know I've. We've both nothing, heard things. Nothing official from the team, yeah. but Which we still haven't heard anything official from Langwall, did we? No, we never did. Yeah, but he seems to be having a great time. Is he even DJing at some of the hottest clubs in Montreal? Do we even still own his rights? No, oh, no, he's out. But they left him. For I the think season, he. Qu- right? I, I think he quit hockey. I think he did too. But I like they held his rights for the season, didn't they? And yeah, they, they just and they, and they, he's, they, dropped, yeah. he's dropped. I so just like, wondered I mean, if they ever. You, you, no, like if he if he's like, oh, I want to play hockey again. He's basically free agent. Yeah, which you're basically he'd be a twenty. Yeah, and but I think no. he's making more money DJing in some of the hottest clubs in Montreal, probably uh, yeah. compared to what you'd get paid as a twenty year old forward in the queue. So. Yeah, so uh, we didn't hear anything about Langlois. Probably won't hear anything about Pavin until uh, next year. Yeah. Uh, but again, he might be back. He might not be back. We we're not going to speculate on why or anything yeah. like that. But it. It was a tough thing to see. I mean, I like that third line of Pavin, Mueller, Daniel. I like the third line that was playing last night. Um, 
the Wildcats go down 5-3 in the home opener. Um, I love the Silks thing uh, at the start of the game. Um, I wouldn't want to see that every night, obviously. If that was our intro, uh, it would get kind of eh, mundane. But I thought the it's funny the they brought the buckets on the ice, and Lando's like, what are they bringing the buckets on the ice for? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they're reflectors for a light show or something. All of a sudden, pow, pow, pow. oh, fire. That's what they brought the buckets on the ice for. Um, I thought it was really cool. Um, unfortunately, the game didn't match the uh, – well, the first five minutes matched the, uh, matched the intro. Um, Bathurst got a 5-3 victory. Um, Flyers were in the building. Uh, and two former Flyers got us going, Alexi Daniel and uh, Preston Lonsberg getting his first Q goal, which, by the way, uh, PA guy, if a guy scores his first goal in the QMJHL, maybe let people know he scored his first goal in the QMJHL. Yeah, maybe. Um, especially when it's a hometown kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, just give that give that a one. Uh, Miles Mueller, 3-1, uh, and that is about all we could do. Um, I missed the two and a half minutes because I was in line for – uh, ripped off or per poutine. It's all your fault. And uh, yeah, I, I will take the blame on that. But what happened? What happened was um, the Wildcats decided to, you know, the the mezzanine was was open serving food, but the Wildcats decided to open the bakery yeah. uh, and uh, cook up a fresh batch of turnovers. And that was um, that's I can't find. Another way to put it. And that's why I said they got away with it against St. John. They didn't get away with it against Bathurst. No, and it's that's not – you're not going to – the hockey guards, gods are not going to be that good to you yeah. uh, on every night. And they just you – know, what we saw from Bathurst was what we will see from Bathurst in, until the trading period. Like that's, that's them. That's what they're going to be for the first three months of the season. Until they go and sell off, yeah. which I'm I'm assuming they do, unless they're well, Ross and a kidney will get a haul like Reynolds and oh, Burns, right? Unless they decide to not trade them, a la Halifax with Baron and Dinoyer, and who am LaRue. I missing? Well, Larue, it's you know they they may they probably won't trade them, but I think it was just I think it was just those two. Yeah, but so Baron and Dinoyer, like there's they've made. Halifax, they're not regretting it because they're still a very competitive team. But I think Bathurst will regret it if they don't trade yeah. these those two guys, and they yeah. will trade them because uh, Riley Kidney will no doubt be on Team Canada at the World Juniors playing for Corrupt Hockey Canada. Um, <laughs> and um, we will, uh, yeah, they're going to be rough. After and the second half, but that's to be expected. And, you know, if you're going to get points against Bathurst this season, get as many as you can in the first half because you're going to get some in the second half, but you should be trying to get the ones in the first half. Yeah, and listening to uh, Marty on the way home with whoever his color guy was, um, you know, they talked to Laquan. He said they're a big physical team, and if you have turnovers, that's what they do. They wear you down physically. They got away with it because St. John isn't as physical as a Bathurst is. Mm-hmm. They didn't get away with it. I mean, one of the goals, the breakaway one from uh, Noel Ryan, the first one, Philion probably was a little bit to the middle. Uh, he would have liked to have that one, but it was a good shot right up backhand. The fourth goal, I believe, was the Moran tipped right in front of the net. That one's tough. The fifth one, I mean, Riley Kidney just happens to be in the right spot as the puck goes through the crease. Mm-hmm. If he's not there, um, there's no goal. And it boiled down in the third period. 
this hockey club was undisciplined. Two puck over glass penalties and was it three? It was two in the end of the game. Oh yeah. Um, they had six. They had six penalties on Friday night or Saturday night in St. John. They had seven penalties against Bathurst. So thirteen penalties in two games is not a recipe to beat anybody. I don't care who you are. It won't continue to be a recipe. The only saving grace that these games were uh, giving us a chance to win is a penalty kill, which I thought might be a concern coming out of preseason, is 13 for 13. Mm -hmm. So that is not a situation that Dan Lacroix is going to want to continue. So if they want to write the ship and be, you know, four and one instead of one and four coming out of this road trip, discipline has to be a concern. And... I don't know if you noticed, but sometimes when the Wildcats are trying to do too much, it almost becomes hero hockey. And they, they want the the guy wants to go to the net, wants to make the play instead of mm-hmm. kind of remembering what they're doing and make the extra pass to find the open guy. Mm-hmm. Does it seem like that when they kind of get down? Yeah, they they're they try to be too cute. Uh I think once once they uh once they got a three one lead, they try to get too cute. And when they get too cute, that's how you're that's where your turn your turnovers start and right. Um, this you know it's the second second game of the year. Yeah, I know they're still trying to get used to each other, but uh, you know it's never too early to start playing as a team. And uh, you know they better start playing as a team because it doesn't get any easier with a with a three and three, uh, and especially in three really tough ranks, uh, three fans. You know three teams that have really passionate fans, and you know they don't mind. Uh, they make a lot of noise. So it's uh, it's not going to get any easier here. So they got to figure out some uh, what to do with their penalty kill and their power play if they're going to come away uh, this weekend with uh, you know three points if they want three points. Yeah, yeah. Power play was two for eight uh, over the weekend. Um, I mean, a lot of talk about thirty-one in net mm-hmm. for 60, 70, 80, 85 eighty-five minutes. Eighty-five. Yeah. I, I had no like. That was a lot of questions I got on the live on the little quick live Friday and in the DMs is how was Philly on? How did Philly on play? Philly on played great in St. John. Philly on played great in the first period. He just, the one tip passed him, the one puck he kind of lost, wide open crease. He's going to play in Shawinigan. He's going to get the three and three. Mm-hmm. I think he's, even if it wasn't in Shawinigan, even if it was Drummondville, Sherbrooke, then Shawinigan, I still think he earned a third start. He hasn't been bad. He had a stretch of two and a half minutes. Exactly. Like um, you read the message board today. Like there was a post, um, you know, from I believe it's from um, Alex Pittsburgh. And uh, he basically said, you know, he people are blaming Philion. And I'm like, how can you? His his post is actually defending Philion. Like, yeah, you know, you can't you can't go on and on on crap on him for for I think maybe he wanted that Noah Ryan first goal, probably wanted it back. But. That's about it. Yeah, the Hanbury one, they just allowed guys. Not many NHL goaltenders are going to stop that. Not many Q goaltenders are going to stop a a wide-open shot. It was wide open. And, you know, unless you're, you know, it's it's tough to find a goalie that can get across the crease that fast. And uh, I'm not blaming Philly whatsoever. Uh, You don't, um, you know, while you're at the game, you might might see, okay, well, he's having a hard time stopping these, these shots here, but... Once you go and look at the replay, you're looking at it at a different angle, mm-hmm. right? So you're, you kind of got to, it gets into your mind, okay, well, he had no chance at this one. This puck was deflected. Uh, I, he didn't have a chance on, on much of them. So no. he's not at fault. It's the D, uh, and the D's really got to 
hammer down here because they're uh, you know it's, it it might not be pretty for the first few games if they can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, they got hemmed in quite a bit, and you know, generally if a goaltender's struggling, penalty kill, they have to be your best, and he is the he's our best right now on the penalty kill. He made some unreal saves to keep us in a chance, but when you're killing the last, well, they killed the last seven eight minutes of a hockey game down by two goals. It's awfully tough to come back in a hockey game, and he did as much as he could to keep us in there. So moving on to the Thanksgiving road trip, I mean, this is kind of, it's funny, two games in, we're one and one, but it's kind of what the doctor ordered. Um, Going on a long road trip where you can get together, um, you're on the bus for the whole weekend, kind of coming together as a group. They got Schwinnigan, uh, who's 2-2 and right now. Sherbrooke, who's 4-0. Sherbrooke is going to be Sherbrooke. And then Drummondville, uh, who's 2-2. So, Philly's going to play Schwinnigan. We kind of already established time. It'll probably play Sherbrooke because, you know, you got to get him in at some point. But I th- I think three points is gettable on the weekend. I do, too. I think they can get three. Um, of course, uh, you know, uh, sniper uh, Mathis Kluge is going to be, uh, yeah. you know, three points on Saturday night. How, how do you contain that? Thanks a lot, Richie. Uh, no, just <laughs> kidding. Um, no, it's... Baudouin comes back to Schwinnigan. will be there. Baudouin will be there. Uh, Cloutier. You know, it's it's always fun when you go to Schwinnigan. And, you know, their their fans are, like I said earlier, they're pa- these these are three passionate fan bases. Yeah. And it's not going to be easy, but I think three points, three out of six is, is realistic. Uh, anything less than that, you know, we might have a... Uh, I have some things to say next week. Yeah. You know, the uh, th- less than three points. I don't think you're going to see any Wildcats on the first edition of the Wildcats <laughs> podcast team of the week. No, no, it'll be a real struggle to find a Wildcat of the week as well. Um, Will we get one this year? <laughs> what? We got one last year on the team of the week, right? On the actual Q team of the week? Yeah. Yeah, I think you'll see, uh, I think you'll see at least two uh, this year. Maybe not in the first half. I think near the second half. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Schwinnigan, they're on year zero. They're kind of the same as what Bathurst and Charlottetown and St. John will be. They're they've got a lot of rookies in that, but their goaltending. They've got uh, Cologne, who you know that's their twenty year old goaltender. So um, he's not easy to get anything by. They got a good decor. Um, Sherbrooke is just going to be that's that's going to be the toughest game of the of, the, <laughs> of probably the month um it's going to be probably a little bit tougher than Gatineau at the end of the month um that one you're just but hey they went into Schwinnigan or Sherbrooke last year and got a W right so I mean it who was the goaltender there who was the Euro goalie for Sherbrooke last year that we kind of stunned Ziz uh Zigalov Zigger no that was in is he's in Kingston now is he is he I think so Ivan Zigalov Ziga, I, I've Ivan Ivan Shigalov. Shigalov. which is Zigalov. I always I I wanted to call the goaltender in Sher or not Sherbrooke in uh, Saint John Shingalov and it's Shingarov. So um, yeah, they they caught him by surprise with three goals in I think a minute and a half and kind of rolled that one uh, to to a victory last year. So there's there's a potential that maybe Sherbrooke sleeps on him, but again, then you get into Drummondville. Um, and they're probably, I would say, a year ahead of Moncton in the rebuild. Um, but again, they're 
that's that's the toughest game of the schedule per se on the fact that it's the third in three and they've got oh eight seven and five time wise so what is that seven six and four yeah so they at least got a 24-hour break but it's I, th- I think it's a two points against Schwinnigan nothing against Sherbrooke and one against Drummondville I can see it. I mean, yeah, I'll uh, I'll agree with that. If they can get anything at Sherbrooke, Lord have mercy. Maybe I'll maybe I'll throw uh, <laughs> uh geez, yeah. Never know. Just uh smokes. <laughs> just don't come back one and four. Yeah, that's yeah, a that's, tough start. That'll be a then we'll have some we'll have some questions uh as we move into next week. But it's weekend one or one and one this is going to be this is the first real test and it'll be an interesting test to see uh how the wildcats respond um are you ready for everyone's favorite part of the show that time already yeah man holy smokes right. what a quick show eric murray realty buy a house from him stick tap of the week oh it's good to have him back this it year it's good to have him back yep eric Thank yeah you. i finally discovered his he has a realtor instagram page hmm. i finally discovered that so i yes, gave him a yes, follow and then he immediately well followed me back <laughs> uh Look, for the first um, edition of the Stick Tap of the Week for the 2022-2023 season, um, I'm going to have to give it to the team, the Wildcats, for putting on uh, the home opener, the festivities that they did. Uh, That was um, nice to see. They finally made it an event that attracted fans. You know, they actually, I think it was close to 5,000 once they finally posted the the attendance. And look... um, the acrobats? Is it the aerial acrobats? Silk, silk, silk acrobatics. Cirque, cirque, cirque acrobats? Yeah. On the silks. Cirque acrobats on the silks. On the silks. Thing. Okay. Yeah. So when you watch a show like America's Got Talent, yeah, you kind of know that they're not going to mess up and fall because it's a pre-recorded show. So something would have been in the media or on social media. Oh, accident during the auditions. Yeah. So you you know you don't watch the show and you know you're you're pretty calm. But my God, I couldn't <laughs> dare watch. Like I had I was covering my eyes. I had my sh- my hoodie. Are you like, serious? I was I was so afraid. <laughs> I damn near had a heart attack when watching. They dropped it. Yes, watching these drop. girls twenty feet above the ice <laughs> and then suddenly drop. Like my heart must have came out of my chest, <laughs> uh, but what? Like that was an incredible show. Like that was a really good yeah. performance. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but the one thing that absolutely blew my mind is when I met the magician during the first intermission. God, I hate magicians. I hate magicians too. Oh. And I texted you and I said he's yeah. doing basic tricks. Yeah. But for some, I cannot, to this moment, figure out how he pulled it off. What trick was it? So he had. Two elastic like uh, uh, elastic bands. What do we call them here? Elastic. Elast. That's it. <laughs> that's what we call it. So, that's that. Yeah. So we're gonna see. So he. If you're had, on the YouTube. Pay attention to the YouTube. So here. I've got an elastic band in my hand. So he tells you to take your hands, basically make a gun. Okay. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Okay. And he's got another one. Okay. Yeah. So he's gonna take his elastic band and put it behind. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, and he's going to try to get it out. So he's like, oh, I can't go this way because you're blocking me. I can't go this way because you're blocking me. All of a sudden, you just goes, and it's on the other side. <laughs> I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me, man. How do you do that? 
and I just I, again I, I still cannot figure it out. Like, <laughs> he's, like if you about. do it, like I I have, I have another elastic band. I have it right here. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well I can't go this way. Yeah. I can't go this way. Then all of a sudden he's like, and it's on the other side. And you're still holding the elastic. I'm still band. holding it. Your and my band. my hands did not move. Like it's not like you switch bands. Nope. You're still holding yours. Yes. And then another one was a basic card trick. Or let's okay, let's say I have a jack in my hand and this hand, and then a six and, and a ten in this hand. And then he's like, okay, so he's gonna put them face down. So the jack's in this hand, and the six and ten is this hand. He goes like this. All of a sudden, the six is here. The jack's <laughs> over here. I'm like, what in the freaking world? Like, it's how? the worst. I don't. I don't I, understand. I don't it. understand magic either. I don't. And this is the first time in a very long time that I've seen magic in person, up close. And that's I'm, the worst when it's up close. Yeah. And I'm to this. I just can't figure it out. I don't understand how he got a card that was in this here hand flat down into this here flat down with a little finger. I don't get it. And even I'm even more shocked at that one than the elastic one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's I couldn't believe it. I just you know what and. They, I th- what they did, I think the Wildcats were pretty strategic when they did this. So they planned a big show, and they forked up this money to get all these acts here. Yeah. A Sunday afternoon home opener, and you finally got it right because you literally managed to pay for these acts by getting all the kids in the ring. And that is what, that's for once, they managed to pull off smart marketing by doing exactly that. Yep. Every Sunday, you know, you got your bouncy castles, you got your face painting and all that stuff. But to bring, you know, to have like a thing outside, smart, uh, and then bring a show inside, smart. And the fact they were able to get the axe a week later was even better. Yeah. Um, you know, the fact that there was no scheduling conflicts with these acts, because um, we were concerned about that last week, right? Because we were like, okay, well, there's no, they're not advertising the circus no, just, anymore. Yeah, they and, just said the. And then I think the day after, the day we released our our show, they came out saying that you know they had everything. Yeah. Everything was back on. So, um, I'm gonna start watching these magic videos on YouTube <laughs> to figure out how in the world. Yeah. You can get a card that's face down here, <laughs> over to this hand. With the click of a finger, because I was absolutely amazed. I had I literally pulled down his his sleeve and I was like, "Where the hell is the? Where are these?" You know, <laughs> when he walked up to me, I was like, "Where's your bunny?" You know, because I thought he was gonna pull a rabbit out of his hat or something. He's like, yeah. "I don't have a bunny." Uh, but I got this and this, and it's yeah. gonna blow your mind. Wow, like just something so yeah. simple, like probably the first trick he ever learned at, at at magic school, if magic school even exists there. Probably, but just blew my mind. How did Avery like the uh, silks? You think she was paying attention? <laughs> I thought maybe. She was out on the lawn doing like gymnastic style stuff. I thought maybe she you might know how pay much Okay, so sixty minute hockey game? Yeah. She watched I looked up, I saw you in the corner, cross corner, I'm like, Wow, Boucher's been sitting there by himself for quite a long time. So they missed the entire second period. Yeah. And probably a half of the well, third. I saw them while I was standing in line for the Putin. Yeah. So I mean, Megan was like, That's the last hockey game I go to. <laughs> fine cheaper fine. for me absolutely um yeah they weren't i mean okay so they didn't watch i thought maybe she'd be like daddy i want to do that in gymnastics and you're like nope, nope. nope. <laughs> you're never going to be hanging 20 feet in the air <laughs> nope <laughs> the stick tap of the week sponsored by eric murray real estate with the remax avante team if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 
888-888-8802. All right, before we get to the uh, Wildcast Wildcat of the Week, um, pertaining to your stick tap, which was obviously a very good stick tap, I didn't mind the organ. I, I wanted to mind, mention that. I, I love didn't it. mind the DJ. Love it. Now, when I walked in and I saw the organ behind me in seat 108, I was like, great. I'm going to have to. It was perfect volume. Mm-hmm. Um, it was played well. I can't remember the gentleman's name. It was played well. Lyndon uh, Steves. Yeah. It, he. It helped crowd interaction. Now, it helped it was a home opener. Mm-hmm. It helped there were a ton of kids. We'll see what it's like in the middle of, you know, Wednesday, the December 14th against Halifax when it's minus whatever. Mm-hmm. But I didn't mind him. I didn't mind the DJ. They're probably going to need to work a little bit on their timing from the DJ to the commercials because a couple times he got cut off. But I thought everything worked well. I enjoyed the organ more than I thought I would. Do you understand how much you look like the DJ? I got that comment. Yeah, when I was because I stand up, I've got nobody behind me, so I like to stand up. Um, nerves, and uh, I got a few comments that when the DJ came on the thing, people thought I was the DJ. Yeah, my wife included. Oh, nice. She was like, "Yeah, Veronica oh my God, Carson. that's Adam." I'm like, "No, Adam's sitting right below <laughs> the guy." No, no, that's Adam. When did he learn to DJ? Never, actually. I'm like, it's not. I Adam, learned to DJ it's... when Jeremy learned to do magic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Veronica Garcino's uh, uncle too. He's like, I looked up quickly. I thought you were the DJ. I was like, No, no, that would be uh, that would be fun. Um, the so that brings us to the Wildcast Wildcat of the week again, presented by Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa. Um, this week they're doing a flash sale, so this week only. Um, 1.30 p.m., not that kind of flash show. 5 p.m., Thursday, 11 a.m. to 12.30. Friday, 12 p.m., 1 and 1.30. Those are the slots they've got. 40% off manicures and pedicures. Uh, and if you can't make it this week for the month of October, they are saving tw- saving you 25% on a mani-pedi combo. Should I book one of those for you? You need a mani-pedi? <laughs> uh, Manny Petty combo. I just cut my nails today. Actually. Yeah, no, fair. Yeah, yeah. so did I. Um, you can book an appointment. Call 506-830-1224 or visit them at twelve twenty four Mountain Road. Uh, Wildcast Wildcat of the week goes to a player that only had one assist in the two games, but he was a plus three. His physical play led uh, to goals in both games on the weekend. Um, he's going to be counted on a ton. Again, I was up in the booth with uh, Kevin Baird, who's covering both teams. And he was asking him what kind of combos we were going to have, like a veteran with a rookie and this and that. It will uh, uh, fortunately John John play with Hamel. And I went, nope. Hamel and Iacenza played almost 61 games together last year out of like 68. And for 57 of them, they were the starting lineup. So mm-hmm. um, he's going to be counted on a lot here in the first half. Uh, your Wildcast Wildcat of the week is the hammer. Answer to the trivia question. Anthony Hamel. Tough. Tough. Before you shut down your laptop there, yep. sir, home opening records. We forgot oh, to go through oh the home God, opening. I just, All de- your- I just deleted it. Uh, Luckily, I remember. But. 16. So home, open, home, home opener record, yep. Wildcats history. 16 wins, nine losses, one tie, and one shootout loss. Yeah, which is a winning percentage of 615. So mm-hmm. they're on a bit of a... Bit of a streak, three game wanna, losing yeah. streak. So next year, openers. next year's the streak breaker because we can't break that anymore. But uh, I forgot I didn't want your hard work to go to waste no, there. Thank so you. thanks for remembering that. All right, that'll do it. Uh, that'll do it for this week. Um, again, the Wildcats are on the road. 
but they are back at home on October 15th. It is pink in the rink and the 16th against Halifax. See you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.